Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 720 WGN, thank you so much for joining us. Did you hear that story yesterday? I swear Steve did it just for me. And he's given me a few questions to ask today, too. Are you just too timid to ask those questions, Steve? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Dr. John Christensen Jr. is with us, a urologist at Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital. They're calling them IUDs for men. Obviously, Dr. Men do not have a uterus. Is that just a general term they're using for headlines and for people to generally understand that this is a new form of male contraception? Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. Uh there's no place to put uh, IUD in a man, but it is a <laughs> physical blockage of the vast tube. So that's sort of help people, I think, understand and conceptualize it. Yeah. So I read that there are 30 different options for birth control right now, and obviously most of them fall on women. Are you aware of any other types of birth control that men are currently using other than the standard ones that we know of, condom? Right. And vasectomy. Yeah. Uh, that's about it. It's been like that for a long, long time. There's been a lot of studies on ways to stop sperm production. Uh, there's some ongoing studies now on some promising medications that might interrupt sperm mobility or motility pretty quickly. Uh, and then this idea of blocking the vas with some material rather than the vasectomy has been around for quite a while. It's some barriers to trying to make it work and the hope is that it would also be easily reversible so that's something that's you know quite promising if we can get it to work right so this company in charlottesville virginia is saying they've got the biggest development in male contraception since the vasectomy and it's called contraline and walk us through how that works i know it's a gel but uh the gel goes in the penis no it would it would be inserted into the vas through the skin and you try to hit that little skinny lumen, the opening of the channel that the sperm come down in the vas, which runs from the testicle into the prostate and then puts, injects sperm into the semen. So that's basically your path sperm gets. This would be a little gel that you inject in there, and then it, it sort of solidifies in, inside there. So only the sperm would be blocked? Correct. You'd still have semen. Yeah, that's what that's what uh, Steve was wondering about. Uh, so, what do you think the likelihood is? You treat men every day. What's the likelihood that guys are going to say, "Yeah, go ahead, I'll come in for an outpatient situation in my doctor's office, my urologist's office, and and go home and not have to be concerned about impregnating my partner"? Right. I think that if they can get this to work. Uh, there will be people who will want this. The idea with the contraline is that it will eventually dissolve on its own, so it's non-permanent. Uh, there's been another one out for a long time that's more intended to be permanent, but then you can dissolve it with another injection. There's a lot of kind of technical issues about how reliable is it, um, you know, how long will it last, you know, that you can be sure that it's going to last. Um, you know, what's the percentage risk of a pregnancy while you use it compared to, say, having a vasectomy uh, or other uses. Uh, so those barriers are going to have to be sorted out in, in the research and development. We're not there yet. But if it does work, if there is an injection we can do in the office into the vas without a whole lot of difficulty that lasts, say, one or two years, I think a lot of people would, would be very thrilled about that. 
Dr. John Christensen Jr. is a urologist at Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital, and we're talking about it's Contralin. Is that what you said, Contralin? I might have said Contralin. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 Um, however you pronounce it. Yeah, sure, right? I don't know. I'm going with whatever you know about this. Um, so no surgery, so to speak, no, no sutures, no stitches. It's simply an injection. That's the that's sort of the way it's been presented. Uh, it, it's, it can be pretty tricky to get into that very small channel. So right now, that you know, the, a lot of the ways you do it is you make a small incision, bring the vas up, open it up, and put a little a little needle, a syringe or needle into the channel in order to inject whatever you want. Um, so if they can get the development, I think that's one of the things they're working on is an injection system that doesn't require. You know, almost a vasectomy doesn't require an incision and some, you know, very much recovery. Uh, I think you know the little bit of studies I've seen, people were sore for a few days. It wasn't that big a deal. The main advantage over a vasectomy was that it was uh, non-permanent. Yeah, that's the key because that's a big decision to make, and I think that holds a lot of people back. Uh, so they say they're already using it in humans in Australia, and here it's in clinical trials. What takes place after clinical trials to get FDA approval? You know, since it's a device, not a medication, the FDA approval threshold is not that high. If you show basically it doesn't seem to cause a lot of you know, severe side effects, and it, and it seems to more or less work the way it is. Then you need to have a little bit of time to make sure you understand how well it actually works, what the pregnancy rates are long-term, how long can it, is it reliable, and then the whole rolling out to getting it out in the clinics and getting insurance coverage. That can take years, but we'll see. If, if, it, if it works, it's going to be quite interesting. This is, this is not really a novel idea, but it's a novel approach to say, you know, let's try to really make this happen. They've been trying to do this in, in India for 30 years, and uh, it, there's some barriers to getting this technology correct. Yeah. Uh, Steve's on the phone. Steve, what was your question that you wanted to hear the doctor answer? Yeah, doctor, unless I missed something, the CMAS exits at the body somehow or eventually, or does it evaporate? I don't understand that part. Thank you. So the actual sperm made by your testicle is only 1% of the semen volume, and if you obstruct the sperm tube, um, the sperm just get reabsorbed in the body. The semen... Uh, itself is 99% fluid that your prostate makes. So after a vasectomy or after a a, uh, uh, line injection, you're you're not going to see any difference in the amount of semen production. And vasectomies being the number one thing to use for male contraception other than a condom, and, and like how many vasectomies do you do in a given year? Is that still a popular procedure? Oh, yeah, we do. Each of us do hundreds a year. It's very popular, but still... A large percentage of men won't consider it at all. They're concerned about side effects. They maybe misunderstand what it really is all about, and or they're afraid of just discomfort uh, of a procedure. So there's a lot of men who don't present for a vasectomy uh, due to maybe just lack of knowledge about it. Well, it's kind of nice that there's now an option that is at least in the clinical trials that takes the burden off of women. Um, and I look forward to talking to you again when we get closer to this coming to market. Yeah, I think that's another big advantage. It's we, it's time to spend a little more time trying to find solutions to don't put the burden on, on the women. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, doctor. 
Lisa, thank you very much for having me. Dr. John Christensen, Jr., urologist at Northwestern Medicine Central DuPage Hospital. That's interesting stuff. I mean, first I heard of it was yesterday in Steve's newscast. Hey, we just got a text message. It said, Lisa, what's with the skeletons on cars this year? We own a Jeep Wrangler, and it's a big thing to put on your Jeep, a large skeleton. What am I missing? I don't get the skeleton fascination. It's back to decorating cars for holidays. If it's not the antlers for Christmas or the wreath with the light up, you know, flashing lights. I don't know. It's it's not my thing. It, 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 hey, if you are a car decorator, like if that's your thing, tell me what what, it, what is that about? Why do you do that? <laughs> or the or the person that's got the pear hanging from the back of their trailer hitch. I always find that intriguing as well because to me that tells me something about you that might not might not be what you are trying to project, so to speak. Steve's news is coming up next on seven twenty WGN. Lisa Dent. WGN.